Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Key Reese, And I'm Laura Brodnick. And look, I'm still recovering from that movie we saw last night. Well, you better pull yourself together because we've got a sexy date night tonight. Oh, it sounds weird. <gasps> oh my God, we do. <laughs> you actually forgot about that. Guys, we're going to see Magic Mike live because Key has suddenly just become obsessed with this franchise. She's a little really late have. to the party, but I'm no one late. tell her that. She thinks she's discovered a new movie and now a new musical. But yeah, we're I'm just so going because it's our job. We're not being creepy. Yeah, that's why we're going. (laughs) Well, it was reunion night on Married at First Sight last night and no surprises, there was lots of drama. You got it. Yes. (laughs) So today we go through what went down plus all of the juicy news that has since come out after the episode. But before we do that, we have the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Yeah, so before we get into some people behaving badly on TV, we have two bits of exciting TV news just to make you feel better about the world. So the first is that the Stan original series RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. We finally got an air date and it will be sashaying onto our screens Ooh. May 1st only on Stan. Great so of reference. course, it's an eight-part series. It's going to be the first time that the local version of the hit franchise is airing here in Australia. And as we've said on the pod before, RuPaul himself will be hosting along with Michelle Visage and a Australian comedian Reese Nicholson making up the judging panel, and a few extra celebrity guests are also going to be announced very soon. They've also announced the names of the 10 fierce Aussie and Kiwi queens who will be competing to be Australia's first ever drag race superstar. And if you want to do a little bit of stalking, Mamma Mia has compiled a full article of where to find them all on Instagram. We can link that in the show notes so you can go and check out who is going to be your favourite before it airs. And in other exciting local TV news, MasterChef Australia is also coming back Tuesday, 20th of April, 7.30pm on Channel 10. Mark that in your calendar. So it's got returning judges Jock Zonfrillo, Melissa Leong and Andy Allen all returning to the MasterChef kitchen. There'll be a few celebrity chefs, so we know that Nigella Lawson and Heston Blumenthal will be making an appearance, probably digital judging by where things are at right now, but that's still exciting, along with Australian celeb chefs Curtis Stone and Poling Yao. So this was a real um, kind of big TV moment last year because there's a lot of trepidation going into it whether the yeah. new judges would work but now people are crazy in love with them and it was such a comforting thing last year everyone I tell this news to is just so excited. Yeah and we weren't expecting it I don't think to be so soon. I was expecting a May release date so 20th of April hello not long away And on to sadder TV news I just need to say it brings me no joy to talk mm, about this so we have to everyone let's just get through it So it's nearly been one year after Justice League star Ray Fisher publicly called out famed director Joss Whedon for his gross, abusive behaviour on set. And now a new report has come out that alleges he was also abusive to Wonder Woman star Gal Gadot while working on the same movie. 
So if you're not sort of across the background of this big superhero movie, Joss Whedon, who of course has done all the big shows like Buffy, did the Avengers movie, all those things, he was brought on to replace Zack Snyder on Justice League, which at the time when it came out in 2017 was one of the most expensive movies ever made. So there's a lot at stake here. And that's where all these reports of abuse have stemmed from. So according to a new investigation by The Hollywood Reporter, Gal Gadot initially had concerns about how Joss Whedon had changed her character because she'd already appeared in that first Wonder Woman film. And she thought that he had rewritten her character to be more aggressive so it wouldn't make kind of sense with where the arc of her movies were going, which is a pretty legit concern. And according to multiple sources who have participated in this investigation, he pretty much threatened to tank her career and the career of Patty Jenkins, who is the director of the Wonder Woman standalone movies, if she kept pushing back on him. And... He reportedly went around set bragging that he'd had it out with Gal and told her that he's the writer and she was going to shut up and say the lines or he was going to make her look incredibly stupid in the movie. So Gal Gadot has only released a brief statement, but she has kind of confirmed that issues did happen on set, saying that she had issues with Joss Whedon and Warner Bros, who put out the movie, handled it in a timely manner. So obviously these allegations is what kind of made a lot of the Buffy cast members speak up recently. We did an episode on that. So Chris McCarpenter, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Michelle Trachenberg, all said that they had had very difficult and abusive experiences on set with Joss Whedon over the last couple of decades. So it just seems this is a big Hollywood issue that is not going away anytime soon. Yes, unfortunately, I feel like lots more will come out. Well, let's end on some exciting news, shall we? Pop superstar Taylor Swift and Game of Thrones actress Sophie Turner are feuding. Fake feuding, that is. So in the lead-up to the re-release of her 2008 album Fearless, which is the next instalment of her re-recorded masters following Scooter Braun's highly publicised purchase of them back in 2019, Taylor is releasing songs from The Vault. And I just love how serious everything is about I know. this. It's so good. <laughs> so that is tracks that were originally left off that 2008 album. And one track in particular is causing quite the stir. Mr. Perfectly Fine, which Swifties believe was written about about former fling Joe Jonas and, as a result, had his name trending on Twitter all day yesterday. So Sophie Turner, who's been married to the middle Jonas brother since 2019 and together have eight-month daughter Willa, obviously aware of the speculation and in her typical humour, she shared the song to her Instagram story with the caption, it's not not a bop, and tagging Taylor. <laughs> T-Swift then responded shortly after, resharing Sophie's story with the caption, forever bending the knee to crown, which means queen, obviously, of the North, in reference to her Game of Thrones character Sansa Stark. So my favourite tweet about the fake feud has to be, Sophie Turner is a Swifty first and Joe Jonas's wife second, which I tend to believe. <laughs> and following the release of this song, Taylor actually took to Twitter to note the irony of her revisiting old music and subsequently old breakups with a tweet that read, Me in 2020, life is chill, writing songs about fiction to avoid drama, feeling pretty grown up. My 2008 music from the vault, in a goblin voice, release Mr. Perfectly Fine. <laughs> I just like that. It's like a fun news story and it's all the headlines were like, feud, 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 and you click into it and it's clearly not. They're just both taking the piss and loving on each other. So it's a good news story of the day. I know. And look, it's very lovely, but part of me just wanted a little bit of a feud because we haven't had a really, no key, you're just a better person than me. We haven't had a really fun, just completely frivolous celeb feud for a while. Are we not feuding right now? I mean, we could feud. We live in a feud. All right, we're going to have to pick up the mantle because Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift have let us down. I'll get you. 
Well, last night, the departed Married at First Sight brides and grooms returned for their respective girls' and boys' night reunions. And, shock horror, it was full of drama, drama, drama. But before we get into that, let's start with the very limited good news from last night's episode, shall we? Well, following a romantic final date and after seven weeks in the experiment, Belinda and Patrick confirmed that they were intimate. At the very end of the night, uh, we got intimate for the first time throughout this whole experiment, so it has been building for a while. I'm really happy with how things have been going and I think it was just time. Yeah. It was good. I think it was time too. It was, um, it was a good time. <laughs> I think it was mutual. <laughs> I actually think that it was mutual. I think we both of us just went into it last night. <laughs> These two kids might just make it. The same, unfortunately, can't be said about Rebecca and Jake, whose final date on a lush, chic yacht ventured into rocky waters when Jake asked for clarity around, well, if Beck likes him or not. How are you feeling about everything? What do you mean, everything? By everything, I mean me. <laughs> You're everything. <laughs> How do I feel about you? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, there's not you don't have banter and but um I really actually love how supportive you are. Especially around the Oscar thing, you know. Is that your way of saying you're into me? Yeah, look, for the whole of Australia, that was a resounding no, she's not into you. <laughs> but Jake then said he'd moved to Perth and then mentioned kids and he just wasn't really picking up what Beck was putting down. Can we please just find someone lovely for Jake? Maybe Jake for Bachelor 2022? I don't know, justice for Jake, okay? All right, on to the boys' night where former groom Russell, lover of steaks, decided to fill us all in on what he's been up to since leaving the experiment. Oh, since leaving, it's been good. I've, uh, I've been, been riding my bikes and... Uh, having big cook-ups at home. I've been cooking some big steaks. It's been like ribeyes, there's been Texas, big Texas steaks. Bought a new smoker for cooking. There's been uh, T-bones. I've had like cow wrapped in cow, it's been so good. Like I've never had potatoes. It's just been meat every day. Every day. So Patrick points out that the last time Sam was in the experiment, Bryce threw water on him and then asked if they had any air to clear tonight, which is definitely not the saying, and why God did he have to ask? Bryce said he's been that busy, he hasn't even thought of Sam, and it seems the only thing Sam has been thinking about is Bryce and has a few choice words for him. Because I think that you've carried yourself like a cockhead through the whole experiment. Yeah, pretty uh, fierce words from uh, Sam there. Well, Bryce then leaves in a cab and thank God that segment of this recap is over. It's ladies night and shall we get straight into it? Melissa is chatting away to the gals, talking about her trip to Canberra last weekend and how she seemingly cleared everything up about the secret girlfriend. But Samantha, returning bride and ACT resident, says she has news from Canberra and no, it's not that kind of news from Canberra. So I've I've come in here actually at least with some information from Canberra and I've been I've been wanting to tell you. I don't know if you know about a girl back in Canberra that he's been um, talking to and messaging. Oh shit. He has been messaging her quite frequently. Wow and tried to get time off to go to the rugby with her. And he said that he has to do this show for his exposure, for his career in radio. Basically, she's waiting for him to come off the show. Still. And this was a week and a half ago that I heard it from one of Bryce's very good mates, Jason. 
Jason, as in Jason Roses, the very man that just told Melissa to her face that he knew nothing of these rumours. So naturally, she's quite shocked by the news and gets very upset. I know. I feel like if we take one thing away from Mavs, first of all, just quickly, it's the fact that the boys are so much bitchier than the girls. They are. Like, didn't hey. you think that? Like, the girls are sitting there like, oh, I just want to, like, break this news to her and, you know, we've got to look after each other and all this sort of thing and, you know, that could be fake or whatever. But you look over to the boys and they're sitting there, like, gleefully giggling, so excited because they know some drama is going to go down. Yeah. They're all, like, stirring it up. And then Sam comes in and he's all ready to, like, have it out with Bryce. And, like, it's clearly all a setup for the producers to kind of push that drama back back up. But, you know, that was just boys behaving badly. So I never want to hear another word about women being the bitchier sexes from now on. Yeah, the pendulum's really swung since last season because we had some really nasty kind of girl relationships then. And then this season has really been about girls supporting girls. And speaking of that, it has changed a little bit since then because Mel did post a pic after the episode aired last night with the caption, I'm a good person. I don't make assumptions. I don't need to yell to get my point across. I don't hold on to information about my friend for weeks and think that telling them at a girl's night in front of everyone is the right thing to do. And shortly after, Sam reposted Melissa's pic to her Instagram with facepalm emoji. So it looks like it's a little bit dicey maybe between the two. But I don't know. I think it's probably a bit misguided because Sam does feel like a real girl's gal and looking out for her. Yeah, also, how else are you supposed to tell her? Like, they're contractually obliged to air all their dirty laundry (laughs) on a TV show that they have signed their lives away for. They can't really step aside and have a private moment about this. And I think also, like, we're seeing, and because we're going to get into some more stuff that they've posted on their Instagram accounts, I think it's important to remember to take all the information they're posting on their socials with a grain of salt because the Married at First Sight contestants, while they're contracted to the show, so while they're filming and afterwards don't have full access to their Instagram accounts, like Channel 9 has that access so they can restrict them from posting things. <gasps> Otherwise, okay, so... they would just be going on lives every night and just saying, you know what I mean, and just yeah. airing everything and putting all the information out there and giving spoilers away. So you've got to kind of remember that they are being very restricted in what they're allowed to post. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I know that the same happens with the um, Bachelor contestants. That's why their Instagrams are really boring up until they leave and they get a bit of airspace. Yeah, and then exactly. They're, like, okay. they're just like, here's a photo of me in a nice dress that Channel 10 withholds from me until I promise to be good and they send me my photo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I also wanted to make the point that later on in the episode, Melissa and Sam do end up having a one-on-one. And I think that that's a bit afterwards when Melissa... Melissa really breaks down and she says that she just feels like such a fool. And I am sick of Bryce making her feel like a fool. And the fact that they're still together really puzzles me. Like, it really puzzles me and I just do not get it. Like, what lies has he fed to her? I know this will come out because we're going into the final week of maths Mm. now. And I know it gets down to that manipulation and gaslighting and things like that. But when it's put in front of you that openly and honestly and very obviously, surely she, I mean, she hasn't because she said come out today saying that Sam isn't good. Yeah, it's definitely weird to watch this happening on TV and then also knowing in real time that they're doing all this mm. PR together and that they're together and all that sort of stuff. And there was also a lot of allegations last night um, with people saying the same thing we always say when we see these things, like was that whole like Sam coming into the girls' night thing a setup? Because it seemed too convenient that 
they'd had the whole thing with Jason Roses in the yeah. episode before and then this had come in and then they were friends and people started to question whether or not they actually were friends in real life and had this covert conversation at the bar where he showed her all these text messages about Bryce's secret girlfriend had sort of actually happened. So Sam has taken to her Instagram story, as people do, even though it's restricted, saying that with pictures from that night, so she's trying to kind of show the receipts, as the kids today would say, about what happened and saying that she and Jason have been friends for years, nothing was scripted, it was all a coincidence that we saw each other at the same bar before the girls' night. And now Samantha has actually started commenting on different news outlets, Instagram pages, saying that. So she's really trying to, you know, get this message yeah. out there, which also is a bit suspicious. I don't even know what to believe anymore. Can we just Doth take protest a, too much? Can we take a minute to remember how small Canberra is and that this is probably very likely? Oh, 100%. And they had mutual friends, I think, as well. So it isn't that unsurprising that it's happened, but... Yes, I will put my Laura Brodnick hat on and say, is it too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence? Yeah, I think there's a rumour about Bryce's girlfriend and all this stuff. It's been bubbling away since the show even first came out. And I think at this stage, like, she's a real person walking around. Allegedly, her name is Courtney. The whole thing about the... <gasps> oh, we have the- to bleep that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they bleeped Sorry, it on all- maths last night. Potentially. I don't know. I haven't been to Canberra. There might be more than one Courtney. We'll <gasps> fact check that after no. the show. So it's hard to say. But it looks like it's real. But it's also... In- I mean, obviously, it's kind of a big stickler for the show. But I feel like this whole secret girlfriend thing is one of the, like, the least problematic things Bryce has done. Like, it's pretty bad. But I think his overall abusive behaviour on the show has also been quite bad but it's just weird that this is the stickler like she'll let everything else go but not this yeah it's very strange I just you know what get Courtney on the reunion that's what I want you want me to well, watch well they call her <gasps> did you what? watch the spoiler at the end or were you too busy getting no, a sound grab so that's going to happen in tonight's episode oh I think I just got chills <laughs> and like I don't oh. want to I don't want Mel to be sad but it's almost like oh it doesn't shake sense into her because we know they're still together sorry our voice is getting really high pitched and we don't even care about this show but you know we're <laughs> in it now it's super unfortunate well you can't see this Laura but we're getting the wrap up from the producer so we may as well end it here and looking forward to the drama in the next episode Thank you so much for listening to this whirlwind of an episode today. While you're here, why don't you quickly open up your Facebook app? Yep, just that little blue one with the little F on it. Go into search, search for The Spill. You'll see our group there. Click apply and we will accept you. And then you are going to be part of our cool, funky, hip Facebook group. Laura Brodnick still doesn't have a Facebook, but it's me in there just, you know, ringing the bell for our little show. So come and join us. It's loads of fun. This episode of The Spill was produced by Maddie Joanna and Laura Brodnick with audio production by Leah Porges. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.